It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Free agency is, well, sort of off and running. The future of Mo Bamba is in peril. Was the Magic do not offer the qualifying offer, meaning he will be an unrestricted free agent. We'll break all that down. The latest rumors heading into free agency and look at the Magic's summer league roster. It's the season finale, the last day of the NBA calendar. It's an episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are indeed locked on magic today is june 30th 2022 my name is philip rossman reich i'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com of course follow me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic the magic make a big decision about mo bamba one that will affect the rest of the offseason we'll talk about what it means that the magic did not offer the qualifying offer to mo bamba and why this might mean the end of a frustrating uh, and sometimes promising tenure with the Magic. We'll also talk about the latest rumors involving the Magic in free agency as they already seem to have a Mo Bamba replacement lined up, although that is not set in stone quite yet. And the Magic Summer League roster is out with one notable absence. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA, so you can stay up to date on everything going on in free agency. I know our friends at Lockdown Heat talked a little bit about Mo Bamba as well. Download them wherever you download podcasts to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Don't forget as well, I know I'm coming out a little bit late here in the morning. Um, Don't forget as well, we are doing a live show on the Locked On Magic YouTube page today at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Hopefully that will give me enough time to smooth out any uh, technical problems that I have. I owe you guys a live show. So we will be doing a live show. We'll be reacting to anything that happens um, in free agency. I'm going to flip over to the other side of my table so I can watch the TV too. Um, We'll be reacting to anything that happens um, in free agency, uh, including what the Magic do in real time. So bring your Magic questions. We will chat all about the Orlando Magic for about an hour until about 7 o'clock. The stream, the room is going to open around 545. I'll probably really start the show closer to 6 um, for podcast purposes, so definitely look forward to that. Today's podcast is brought to you by Arcade One Up. Locked On Magic is partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. That's right, three, three, three. Boom shakalaka! These are the guys known for making the incredible retro three-quarter scale at-home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and many more. Enter to win on arcadeoneup.com/slash locked on. That's arcadeoneup.com. Slash locked on for your chance to win one. Wednesday was deadline day. 
Essentially, everyone has to start getting their ducks in a row and has to be ready for what's to come. And that is today's free agency. The starting gun, the starting gun, that's me putting starting in quotation marks because, yeah, that's that's not how the NBA works. Um, the starting gun for free agency is set for 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight on June 30th. The NBA calendar. Why did I call today the season finale? Because today is literally the last day of the NBA calendar. It is NBA New Year's Eve. The NBA calendar year flips over on July 1st, so that'll be the season premiere uh, to, uh, later today when we do talk about free agency. Um, it's it, it, every, There are just a lot of deadlines around the league, and the biggest one facing the Orlando Magic was whether to extend the qualifying offer to Mo Bamba. The qualifying offer is simply a placeholder deal. It's, it's kind of the condition of restricted free agency. It's the one piece of leverage that... Uh, it's A, the signal to the rest of the league that you are bringing up that you're keeping the restricted free agency rights, you're keeping those matching rights to match any contract that a player that a player receives. Um, but it's essentially the only leverage a player has to say, well, I don't want to sign a long-term contract with you. I'm just going to sign this one-year deal, and then I'm gone. I'm out of here. And that also gives them some rights to determine where they go as well as to some other, some other rights and trades. But all of that is moot. Typically with high draft picks, you offering the qualifying offer, going into restricted free agency, signing a new contract is no big deal. It is nothing. But what the Magic did on Wednesday was surprising, although not fatal. And, and I, I will have to make that, that, that point here in a sec. The Orlando Magic did not offer the qualifying offer to Mo Bamba, setting him loose on unrestricted free agency. The Magic will not have matching rights on any offer Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba gets, Mobamba will not be able to come back simply for the qualifying offer of $10.1 million, which is what I was beginning to predict might happen. Uh, he is a uh, an unrestricted free agent. This does not close the door on the Magic bringing him back. That should be a, I should make that 100% clear. The Magic are still expected, according to several reports, to be in the running to bring back Mobamba. It is still an option that is on the table. But the question I think everyone has is if that is the case, if there is that option to bring Bamba back still, or, and the Magic still want to bring Bamba back, why did they give up the leverage of restricted free agency? You can always negotiate a contract anyway. And unless I'm mistaken, I don't believe you have to make it at least at the qualifying offer. Maybe you maybe you do, and maybe that's the, the holdup here. Uh, but why give up the leverage of restricted free agency? That, I think, is the ultimate question facing the Magic and this decision. Now, if they wanted to bring him back on less than the qualifying offer and they weren't able to do that, um, if they did sign him to the qualifying offer, then this makes 100% sense. Um, if they're looking to move on from Bamba, if Bamba isn't their first option, this makes sense. The way free agency works, um, and, and, and I'll throw some jargon at you here, uh, play, players that have three years of service with their team or three years under the same contract with their team um, get what's called bird rights. Essentially, this is a tool in the NBA collective bargaining agreement that allows teams to go over the salary cap to sign their own players. But the condition of bird rights is that you have to re-sign your own players first. The idea being, well, you we just we can't have you just sign a player who is making, uh, uh, you know, a mil, you know, you can't just have you have a player that's been on your books for $25 million count for nothing. You go out and sign another player for $25 million and then add another and then re-sign your guy for $25 million. 
That's circumventing the cap. That's not what the league wants. So players with bird caps, I think they get, it's like 120%. um, They have a cap hold, essentially a placeholder in your books. If you're going to retain bird rights, you have to have this placeholder in your books. They get a cap hold, I think it's of 120% of their previous salary. With restricted free agents, it's even more. Um, So Bamba's cap hold, this qualifying offer was $10 million. His cap hold was $22 million. Um, and so, and so, essentially, if the Magic were going to retain Bamba, they have to deal with him first. And whatever number he comes at eats into their cap space. The Magic are expected to have somewhere between twenty-eight and twenty-nine million dollars of cap space this offseason, not including Bamba. So essentially, the Magic could still go out and sign players because once you sign a player, if you sign Bamba to ten million dollars, that cap hold number is irrelevant. Now your cap, now your actual salary is what matters and counts against the cap. But what ends up, what ended up happening, what ends up happening is you have to deal with your own free agents first, and and a lot of this is just ordering. You sign Bamba first, then you sign the guys that you want. It, it's 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 mechanical. It's not it's not something it's not something crazy. It's not a huge deal. Cap holds can be renounced, renounced as needed. They can be reactivated as needed. You only have to renounce a cap hold once you actually make a signing. So the Gary Harris thing, if the Magic want to sign Gary Harris, his cap holds like $25 million. Um, Orlando essentially just has to order their signing so that they sign him first. That releases the money, and then the Magic can go fill that fill that cap room with whatever else they have. That's the mechanics of the salary cap. That's 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 kind of the the ordering of this of this thing. Um Signing Bamba to the qualifying offer does put a hamper on other things the Magic are doing. And, and so, one thought that I had is, well, if the Magic are not offering the qualifying offer, it must mean they want to make sure that money is full because they're not sure they're going to wait on Bamba. Because the other part of restricted free agency is, if you're keeping that, those, those restricted free agent rights, you have to wait, you either have to come to an agreement with the player himself or you have to wait for them to get an offer sheet. And if Mo Bamba doesn't get an offer sheet, then all of a sudden you're sitting on $22 million of, of a cap hold and you can't do anything. So in some respects, this is to prevent the Magic from getting hamstrung by Bamba's cap hold. Because Orlando has other things it wants to do. Not long after the report, uh, after the 5 p.m. deadline, after the reports that the Magic were not offering the, the qualifying offer to Mobamba, uh, Mark Stein reported that the Magic are the front runners or the leading candidates to sign Isaiah Hartenstein of the LA Clippers. Um, it is becoming clearer this morning that that is not a done deal at this point, nor should it be because they can't negotiate yet. I don't know. Um, but. But the Magic essentially, you know, Isaiah Hartenstein's been a guy that's been on my list for backup centers. Um, uh, he had a breakout season for the Clippers last year, averaged about eight points per game. He's a really smooth passer for a big man, uh, really good. You know, we'll talk more about him if Magic eventually do sign him. Um, but great finisher around the rim, great screener, developing three-point shooters. It, it's, it's coming along with him really nicely. Good passer. He is the perfect backup center. The Magic can rely on him to start a few games here and there. He would be a he would be a huge get, and honestly, I kind of I liked him. I had him on my board, but in this center market, I felt like he was going to fetch more than the Magic would be willing to pay, and playoff teams would be chasing after him with with the full non taxpayer mid level exception. 
And that may end up what he signs for. I've seen some reports that the Magic might be offering a four-year, $32 million deal. Um, you know, so eight to $9 million kind of sounds like the range that he's going to go for. That's about the non-taxpayer mid-level exception. So uh, I think the Magic will be able to put out a competitive offer. Maybe they will be willing to overpay a little bit for him. Um, but again, the Magic have options. So the Magic seem to have a, a, a replacement lined up for Mo Bamba if he indeed walks. Again, I want to just reiterate this. It's not set in stone that Mo Bamba is going to leave the Orlando Magic right now. Declining declining to offer the qualifying offer certainly makes the Magic lose some leverage. They no longer have that matching right. They no longer have that ace in the hole. They no longer have that in their back pocket. But it is not the death knell. It is not over completely. But the writing does feel like it's on the wall. And of course, with free agency ahead of us, it's very realistic that Bomba's time in Orlando is over. And so it's time to put a little retrospective on it and talk a little bit about what went wrong and what went right with Mo Bamba as the Magic weigh the decision to bring him back once again. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Arcade One Up. We have big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with a wait for it Shack Edition machine. And as you all know, NBA Jam was made in the early '90s. You get the best version of Shack, Orlando Magic Shaquille O'Neal. That's right, I said it. Come at me, Lakers fans. Magic ver- Magic Shack's the best version. Y'all ruined him, and you know it. Um, you, you can you can keep those rings though. Um, people are obsessed with NBA Jam still to this day. And I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's Arcade, the number one, up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One Up is the place for fun. They've got even more arcade classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $399. And check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a Locked On listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got until July 8th to enter to win NBA Jam Shack Edition console, so don't miss out. Enter today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh. 
you know, I, I don't want to fully make this the, the Mo Bamba retrospective, but, um, you know, and again, I, I, I do have to repeat this. It is not 100% certain that Mo Bamba is going to leave the Orlando Magic. Um, it, it, there's still absolutely the distinct possibility that Bamba will be back in a Magic uniform. Um, again, it's 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 going to come down to years. It's going to come down to money. It's going to come down to what else happens in free agency. But I, I would say this. Uh, what the Magic did Wednesday night, or what the Magic did Wednesday in declining to offer the qualifying offer, certainly puts the writing on the wall. It certainly would suggest, it certainly does kind of make it feel like the end is dear for Mobamba. That the Magic are indeed set to move on. The Magic are indeed set to find someone else to play that backup center role, or at the very least that Bo Bamba is not their first priority. Bo Bamba's time in Orlando was obviously, it's got to be characterized by, you know, frankly, promise and potential. Um, Because, you know, every time Mo Bamba does something good, you see exactly why he was the high school star. You see exactly why he was the number six pick in the draft. You see exactly why there are still so many that believe in him. You know, there are, you know, I've gotten this comment, you know, on my on my article that I wrote last night about Mo Bamba and, and kind of looking back at his career. And the comment, you know, it's it's a, a plain comment and it's, you know, one that a team that has historically drafted and developed poorly gets all the time. Here goes another young player that they're going to let walk and he's going to succeed somewhere else. And honestly, that might very well be true. I, I think Mo is due for a new situation the role that he is hoping to play is not going to be here in Orlando, um, unless he's ready to accept the backup center role. But even then, it, it it's easy to look at the Mo Bamba highlights, at the Mo Bamba uh, great games, and say, I see it all. This guy is a great shot blocker. Um, just using that length, the seven foot two, wing, seven foot ten wingspan, um, is a fantastic shot blocker. His ability to shoot threes, he shot thirty eight percent from three last year. You don't find centers who can space the floor like that. It's all there. We can't deny it. We can't ignore it. We can't completely throw it away. It is all there. But that kind of gives way to the day-to-day. And I think that's often what gets forgotten is that for every great game that Mo Bamba had, there was the frustrating one. The one where he's laid on a defensive rotation or goes for a block or gets bodied off his spot or doesn't dive to the basket or go up for the lob and sits hanging and hovering around the perimeter where his defense is just a hair late. I've often said that Bamba just looks like he's thinking too much out there. Um, That he's not... Reacting, I, I I know I've said this through the course of the season. I'd almost rather Mo commit to making a mistake than to be indecisive. Indecisive is a worse decision than deciding to make a mistake. You know, obviously you don't want to make a mistake, but I'd rather you I'd rather you just commit and make the mistake than not commit to anything because that's in, in this league that's death. You've got to react, and 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 obviously the trick in being good in the NBA is. Reacting, because, reacting and making the right decision on your reaction because you've seen 
that play a million times or you've, you've studied enough. And it's not that I think Moses hasn't studied enough. I think he just doesn't diagnose plays quickly enough on defense. And that obviously eliminates a lot of his effectiveness. It's, it's not easy here. Because Mo still has all that potential. And it's not entirely his fault that we've reached this point. Obviously, as a rookie, as a high-pick you know, pick rookie, he played his first year. He went through the growing pains. The Magic knew he'd go through growing pains. And the Magic were prepared to grow with him. They were preparing to rebuild by all accounts. And then all of a sudden, they bring in a great coach in Steve Clifford, and the expectations change. And Mo Bamba was not ready to contribute to the raised expectations of that team. It is no coincidence that when the Magic, when Mo Bamba suffered his first injury, that leg fracture his rookie year, and Ken Burch entered the lineup, that the team became a lot more solid. And yes, the Magic went 22-9 and after Mo Bamba's injury. It probably made them better, at least in the short term. And all of a sudden, the Magic's focus was no longer on development. It was on winning. And if it's a fair criticism of Steve Clifford, but it was probably still the right decision. Steve Clifford was not going to waste wins to develop Mo Bamba. And it's unfair to Mo. A lot of things were unfair to Mo. Because a leg injury of the type that Mo had, A, it took away his offseason. Because he was still recovering from it. He played in Summer League, but had a little bit of a setback in Summer League, was unable to really kind of complete his summer. Just as he felt like he was finding his rhythm a year after the injury, the pandemic hits, pauses everything. When the Magic come back, he's still struggling to get his conditioning back after after a bout with COVID. It felt like he was still battling that as he entered the season, and all of a sudden now he's a third-year player whom the coaching staff doesn't trust. And the only thing that got him back on the court was that the Magic stopped caring about winning, or the Magic were no longer competing for wins. This was obviously a godsend to Mo Bamba, and he benefited whole greatly from both the playing time that's been afforded to him for the last year and a half. Sorry, I am checking notifications here. Um, playing time that they were that they were able to give him the last year and a half. A new coaching staff and Jamal Mosley focused on player development, and he was able to finally shine. He was able to finally kind of blossom a little bit. And Mo Bamba had a great season. I, I, I know I've kind of been hard on him here, but he had a great season. 10.7, I think it was 10.7 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, 1.7 blocks per game, 38% shooting from deep. He had a great year. He finally found himself. But honestly, as I watched it, it felt more like a player in his second season than in his fourth. And unfortunately, now time runs out. Now you got to figure out what is this player worth? How much am I willing to commit financially to this player? And unfortunately, the writing's kind of been on the wall. The Magic obviously have a bevy of power forwards, whether it's Jonathan Isaac, whether it's Franz Wagner, whether it's Chumo Kiki, and now whether it's Paolo Bancaro. They're loaded at that position. Orlando has invested heavily in Wendell Carter. It might be a bargain contract in the, at the end of the day, that Wendell Carter was the long-term answer, and the moment they signed him to that extension, Mo Bamba's clock was probably really ticking. And so the question then is, what do you pay Mo Bamba? This is the most difficult question for any team with a young free agent. 
And as much as the Magic might like to have Mo Bamba back, Bamba has to look at what he wants too. Because in all likelihood, he's the backup center. He's not starting like he did last year. The minutes that he thrived on last season are not going to be there when everyone's fully healthy. Now, obviously, things can change. The Magic probably would like to see that kind of two-big lineup at some points if that's what they want to do. But at the end of the day, Bamba would be signing on for a demotion of sorts. And the Magic would be paying a pretty price for a backup center. To me, this just creates all the conditions that, A, yes, Mo probably needs a change of scenery anyway, a fresh start, a new organization, a new approach to things, a a new role, new teammates. But it all points to the magic. Probably view Mo Bamba as a luxury more than a need. And that's probably what underpinned this decision not to offer the qualifying offer. The Magic, in the end, don't need Mobamba. And that's kind of where they stand. It's, again, it's not set in stone. All the signs are pointing this way, but then again, all the signs are pointing to Jabari Smith. The Magic can still execute a sign-and-trade deal. Not offering the qualifying offer does nothing for that. I don't think it even decreases their leverage in doing that. Um, it, it does signal to the rest of the league that the Magic aren't so committed to keeping him. It's probably more of a signal of the kind of market that Moe's going to have, where the Magic aren't afraid that they'll have to, that the Magic do have a number that they will go up to, and they may not think he's going to get it. There's still a lot to be written about Mo Bamba. And he, whether it happens here in Orlando or elsewhere, there's still that potential. There's still that promise. But unfortunately, time has run out and decisions have to be made. And that's the the most difficult part about all of this. We'll close out today's show talking a little bit about Summer League, who's not playing, and why that may not really matter. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, feeling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious plant-rich transformation nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. That's the best part, I think. Sakara's functional plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living in, from their best-selling metabolism super powder to the foundation, their daily supplement packs. Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash lockdown20 or enter code lockdown20 at checkout. That's sakara, S A K A R A dot com slash lockdown20 to get 20% off your first order. Again, sakara.com slash lockdown20. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up 
with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A little bit of news that came out Wednesday. The Orlando Magic have released their summer league roster. And generally, um, it is what we expected. Paolo Bancaro is set to make his Orlando Magic debut July 7th against the Houston Rockets out in Las Vegas. Caleb Houston will be on the roster as well. Devin Kennedy had hinted that he would be playing summer league. He too will be playing in summer league. But it's really interesting that it's really interesting how this all kind of came together. Um, because the the guy that, that is missing and the guy that is playing are probably the biggest stories for this Orlando Magic team. First off, Jalen Suggs will not play in summer league. He's still recovering from offseason ankle surgery, but neither is Franz Wagner. Now, there's no injury that we're aware of with Franz Wagner. It just seems like the Magic kind of understand he doesn't need summer league. Uh, I remember Jeff Waltman saying this, uh, his philosophy kind of on summer league is, you only go to Summer League if you need it, if, if you haven't proven yourself in the NBA. And to me, the decision not to have Franz Wagner play Summer League um, is a decision that's more about, we don't think Franz needs this. We think Franz showed himself enough in the NBA. This is just extra. This isn't going to help him. And obviously, remember how much Franz struggled in Summer League last year. This isn't the environment for him to grow in. On, on a surface level, I could agree completely agree. I completely agree with this. Um, Franz Wagner is a fantastic player, first team all rookie. He doesn't necessarily need to be in summer league. Um, you know, I think there's still the chance that he plays in Eurobasket later this offseason. So there's still that opportunity for him to get some high level player, some high level reps. But playing in summer league isn't gonna do a whole lot for him, especially if the plan is for him to play like two or three games. Now, there certainly are some benefits that I think we're missing out on here, and I think would have been worth it for Franz to play a couple games in Summer League. First, it would have been nice for him to get some run-in with Paolo Bancaro. Um, it would have been nice to see how those two play off each other uh, and how those two can work together even in that setting, even in a setting where they should dominate everybody. Um, that would have been really nice to see. I've kind of been joking with my friends a little bit that I would have liked to see the Magic have a game with Franz Wagner and essentially say, we don't care how you do it. You can take bad shots. We want you to take 20 shots tonight. Like literally, like literally just go to Franz and say, we don't care how you do it. You're getting 20 field goal attempts tonight. You know, play your game, figure out how to do it. We're going to set you up to just shoot the ball. I would have liked to see him have a game like that. Um, that's just me. I think that would have been really valuable for his development. But, you know, again... That may not be who Franz is. And, and, and again, I think a lot of this uh, summer league is more focused on Paolo Bancaro and kind of figuring out how to use him and, and where he's comfortable and just letting him go out and play a little bit. And so maybe that's why Franz isn't playing because if they want the focus of this summer league to be on Paolo Bancaro. Um, again, Franz has earned the right to graduate from summer league. Typically, you do see first and second year players play summer league. Franz has earned the right to graduate from summer league. He has proven himself in the NBA. 
he does not need it. There are, again, certainly some things that maybe he could have benefited from, but he does not need it. The interesting thing is that R.J. Hampton will play in Summer League. That R.J. Hampton is set to play in these games, in these games that essentially do not matter. And that is interesting, to say the least, um, to, to be perfectly honest. R.J. Hampton, uh, resp- responding to our friend Keith Smith of Spot Rack on Twitter, said, I asked to play. I want to play. I want to compete. I want to get into a rhythm. And, and that's really admirable. And, and I really, I, yeah, I think you do have to appreciate that. A third-year player, especially a former first-round pick playing in Summer League, is extremely rare. And it's certainly R.J. Hampton say, trying to prove himself a little bit. Um, I said this last year. I still believe this. R.J. Hampton feels like he's sort of the odd man out in this group uh, among these young players. Uh, he has the most to prove. And last year was a, a mixed bag for him. In my opinion, I thought he showed hints that he could be a really good 3 and D player. His spot-up shooting was fantastic. Um, you know, obviously his speed was good. hes I, I thought he was a really pesky defender, but obviously I think there's still some discipline that he has to gain on that end. The turnovers, the Magic went way out of their way to make sure he wasn't the point guard in any lineups. When he was the point guard, it was disastrous. Um, by a lot of kind of the catch-all metrics, RJ Hampton was one of the worst players in the league last year. Um, so there, it, there's still a lot for RJ to figure out. And, and going out into Summer League, getting those reps in, showing that you've improved, I, I think is really, really valuable for him. And so where Franz Wagner didn't need Summer League, RJ Hampton, I don't think, necessarily needs it, but it can't hurt. You know, the risk here is he needs to play well. He needs to look like a third-year player playing against rookies. If he doesn't, that will be concerning. If he hasn't smoothed out some of the edges um, that he struggled with last year, that's going to be a concern. But RJ Hampton is taking the chance on himself and can certainly prove himself and, and prove something with the way that he plays uh, next week in Vegas. The, look, this summer league roster, frankly, looking at the players, hopefully there's a surprise in there. It's not a roster that I'm super excited about. Um, it would have been nice to see Franz um, for sure. I think that Obviously, watching Paolo and Caleb and is going to be really valuable. I think Devin Kennedy is going to provide some really good stability. But I did not see any names on, on that Summer League roster that I think real have a real shot at making the Magic's full roster. Um, and whether that previews that the Magic are working on something bigger here this offseason or that the Magic are pretty satisfied with what they have or they're looking at G League targets elsewhere or two-way targets elsewhere— um, that I can't say right now, but I will say, uh, just looking, you know, my familiarity with some of the names. Please, one of you guys, prove me wrong. Um, my familiarity with the names on the Magic Summer League roster, I, I am not optimistic that it's going to be winning Summer League. But again, really, the only minutes the Magic have to win, I think, are the minutes that Paolo is in. And if that happens, then it will be a successful Summer League. Summer League again tips off on Thursday, next Thursday, not this Thursday, not today. Next Thursday uh, against the Houston Rockets should be a good game. Uh, the first game of Summer League, I think it's at 10 o'clock Eastern time. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, all the places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can also find us on YouTube. We're closing in on 900 subscribers. We're probably there by the time this comes out. Um, so we thank everyone for subscribing to Locked On Magic on YouTube. Don't forget, we have our live YouTube show today at 5.45 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll break down everything going on in free agency around the league 
as well as specifically with the magic. Bring your questions to you. I want to answer all your magic questions today. I owe you guys a live show. We're going to do a live show later on. But that's going to do it for me. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Get caught up on all the goings-ons before free agency begins on the Locked On NBA podcast. Download that wherever you download podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. See you all at 545 and again on another episode of... Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.